Well, hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Church podcast. My name is Maddie, uh, and we're going to be doing a four-week series on music in church, all things sort of praise and uh, yeah, music in church. So uh, I'm here with uh, Catherine Allen and Sarah Totten. Do you guys want to say hello? Hey. Hello. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. So um, I guess a good place to start is who are you guys? Um, what, what do you do with yourselves? Where are you from? Um, how did you end up here in Belfast? So Catherine, over to you. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so my name's Catherine Allen, as um, said, I'm 20 and I'm a medical student. Um, so that's sort of what brought me up to Belfast. Um, I moved from Lisburn originally um, up to Belfast when I started my degree. And I've lived in the hub for the past two years, which um, if anyone's ever spoken to me, they'll, they'll know that about me because I talk about it all the time. And I've really, really enjoyed my time there. So yeah, that's sort of what brought me up to Belfast. And then I ended up at Uni Church um, just by having spare time on a Sunday evening. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I could go to like a church service in Belfast in like October of first year. Um, and then I walked in like five minutes late and I was like, yeah, this this is good. Um, so I've been there ever since. But yeah, you hit the church on your first week. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shameful, I know. Um, and I believe, yeah. Catherine, you're also giving out some uh, some jabs down at the SSE. Is that right? I am at the moment. Yeah, I've done like I've done like four shifts. So if you need a if you need a job and you happen to be around the SSE, keep a keep an eye out for me, and maybe I'll stick a needle in your arm. Unreal, unreal. Looking forward to it. <laughs> um, and Sarah, I guess same thing over to yourself. Like, yeah. who are you? Where are you from? What do you do with yourself? Yep, so I'm Sarah. I'm from this tiny little place called Ballandary, <laughs> um, out towards Loch Ness. It's kind of out Lisburn direction. And yeah, I'm 22. I've just finished up a music degree at Queen's. So that's what brought me up to Belfast. And yeah, I've been living at the hub for three years. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's literally awesome. it. <laughs> awesome. How'd you end up here at Uni Church? Catherine invited me. Awesome. In January of 2020. So yeah, literally like three months later maybe like the week before everything started to shut down, I was like, I'm going to make this my home church. <laughs> and then the next week, everything was closed. And then the following week, we were in lockdown. So, but, COVID. But yeah, but yeah, no, Catherine invited me along. It was literally like the first service, like the first normal service back in January yeah. last year. And um, yeah, came along and was like, yeah, I really like it here. My godmother came here when she was a student. Mm. And um yeah, had been out for coffee with my mum, like, the same day Catherine invited me, and had been saying to my mum, like, gosh, you know, Sarah should really try that church down in the Holy Land. Like, I went there when I was a student. Gosh, you should really give it a go. So then mum came home and was like, Sarah, have you heard of Uni Church? And I was like, well, Catherine invited me there about three hours ago. So, <laughs> yes, I'll give it a go. So now I've heard of um, it. <laughs> and, yeah, been here since. So, yeah, Great. sticking around. Great. And I guess that leads us nicely on to, how do you guys know each other? Um, <laughs> so, like... That's looking com- more complicated than it seems like it should be. We don't really know. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, so like that's we just said that we're from Lisburn and we've lived at the hub. We're like, we went to school together like two years yeah. apart as well, but none of these are actually the reason that we're friends, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. So and I first kind of came across each other because I'm friends with um, Zoe Totten, who also goes to church here, and um, Sarah's sister, younger sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were friends for like a year or so, and then the SU friends I like got to the age where I joined the committee and that was the year when Sarah was in charge of praise Mm -hmm. and I was like playing the box drum so Mm -hmm. that's like how we first encountered each other and I guess we were like kind of friendly through that yeah a little bit and then you left school and went off um I went to to the Met Met for a year yeah and we like kept in vague contact and then suddenly one day we just sent voice notes to each other constantly (laughs) And kind of from yeah. then, we've been really, really close. So that was kind of like just before I started uni. Yeah. And then we've just been really close ever since. I yeah. don't know. It's kind of a weird one. Um, 
but it's one of those nice things where it's not like a situational friendship it's just we just kind of fell into this um which is nice but yeah. the fact that we like live in the same place also helps obviously. yeah that helps oh, yeah. we're a few doors <laughs> up from each other this year which is good but nice. yeah we frequently have moments where we're like when did this start like what how, how far back does this go <laughs> but yeah yeah amazing well you guys are um i mean jody said uh i think a few weeks ago or months ago or whenever it was, I don't know when this is coming out, uh, on uh, the podcast with me and Zach that we are um, the, obviously, uni church's best double act. So mm-hmm. you guys come in at a close second. So um, <laughs> I'll take that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so in preparation for this, uh, this is the first time you're ever going to hear this, uh, I had a little stock of your Spotify accounts. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, to see what you guys are oh, listening dear. to. And I made some wild discoveries <laughs> all right Catherine you have some dedicated Taylor Swift playlists purely like 30 songs of yeah. Taylor Swift uh-huh. do you want to talk a little bit about that what's going on there <laughs> you so, okay um, I think I have seven or eight Taylor, Taylor Swift playlists specifically and I've sorted them by um happy country Taylor Swift music sad Taylor Swift music happy pop Taylor Swift music indie Taylor Swift music, Taylor Swift music that makes me really sad. And then one of her albums, like I cut out songs that I didn't want on it and like made my own version of it. So yeah, um, Taylor Swift is definitely like my favorite musical artist. Really? Um, <laughs> that shouldn't surprise anyone. We had a Big we, shock. Had, we had a party whenever she released her most recent album because it was my friend's birthday and we all dressed up as different like eras of Taylor Swift and I got to wear the cowboy hat and like the, the like 2008 like fearless like kind of Taylor and I had the best night of my life. But you know, I feel like I have a varied music taste as oh, well. Oh, you do, yeah. I, I promise I listen to other things, but the other things are Phoebe Bridgers and the Glee cast. So I actually don't know <laughs> what any of this says about me. Um, yeah, I feel like I've just outed myself. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, how it goes. No, to be fair, just to just to you know present you in a, in a, in a positive light, you you do have an awful lot of uh, of variation in your music taste as well. It's not just Taylor Swift. Um, I also saw some Glee cast, so that's. Yeah, I've stopped having any shame about it. I've just embraced it as something about me. Excellent. <laughs> I'm Sarah. really scared for what's coming on. <laughs> so this music taste is more eclectic than mine. Oh yeah, you've got, oh, you've got a wild mix, but yeah. I wanted to talk to you about something that I didn't discover from your Spotify playlist, discovered from uh, talking to you uh, every Sunday. <laughs> um, King Gizzard <laughs> and the I'm Lizard Wizard. Lizard. Okay, this, yeah. is, this is Sarah's, I presume, favourite artist. Is that the crime? I think Jamie Cullum is my favourite artist. Oh, okay. But that's, that's been going back a long time. The way yeah. I tend to, like, <laughs> absorb music <laughs> is I have this massive bank of, like, what I like to listen to all the time, which is this massive eclectic mix. And for maybe, like, nine months of the year, I'll find an artist and just sort of mostly listen to them and then they get absorbed into that <laughs> big bank and then we move on and find someone else. Um, so yes, King Gizzard has been like the main artist that I've been listening to. In, so in the last who are few who are King Gizzard and the Lizard oh, Wizard? Dear, I can't believe I'm <laughs> I think that's in a church podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're Australian. Um, they were a seven piece. They're now six, I think. I think fundamentally they're like a psychedelic rock band. Um, uh, but they've got like 18 albums and they're all in different genres and they're all very cool and it's lots of weird experimental stuff and there's jazz in there (laughs) and there's like there's a thrash metal album there's like boogie rock stuff there's chill acoustic stuff there's a gizzard album for every mood um and yeah i'm a huge fan there's an album for every person there is every preference there is 
to be like, yeah, I've even convinced Catherine to go and yeah, do a so few of their like, tracks. Whenever Sarah picks one of her artists for like the nine months where she's obsessed with them, I just get loads and loads <laughs> of it like sent to me. I'm like, listen so to this. <laughs> I think I've watched you go through like a good four or five of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. What happened with King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard recently, though? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, so oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll right. just share this. So, mad race to the end of uni, you know, as part of her most final years. The dissertation was real and stressful and Catherine, about three days before my deadline, just handed me this envelope and was like, don't open this before you submit this. And I was like, right, okay. So as soon as I submitted the disc, I opened this little envelope and I had a card in it that said, congratulations on finishing your degree with regards from King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And then in brackets, oh no, mind. seriously, well. <laughs> and there was another piece of paper in the card that was just like a little screenshot of an email. Catherine had literally spent like a week scarring the internet to find their manager's email address. <laughs> and... Um, like emailed them to be like hi can you send sarah your regards and they did and then, so yeah i got a regards email from them what an incredible gift so, yeah. um my search history was very weird that week talking oh like goodness. king lizard lizard <laughs> manager <laughs> yeah believe that like you guys have just overtaken me and zach for that story <laughs> there like, is more normal music in my spotify i promise <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um if you guys were to recommend one musical artist to our our listeners, our varied listeners on the, the Let's Talk Church podcast, who would you recommend and why would you recommend them? You go That's first. really hard. Mm. Okay. It can't Ooh, be Taylor no, Swift. I've got my answer. <laughs> no. Well, that would always be my recommendation, but people don't need to be told to listen to Taylor Swift at this point. I would recommend a band called Coin. They mm. make really yeah, yeah, yeah. like fun summery fans. music um and like as we go into summer that's been my kind of vibe that i've wanted to listen to so i would recommend them they have really like like indie pop sort of vibes mm-hmm. i think it has like mass appeal great that's I can my second coin coin are fantastic yeah they're great my third coin they're also fantastic <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh gosh well i already said jimmy collins my favorite so i'll you know people can check that out i would say um curveball james taylor Mm. I love mm. James Taylor. I was raised by two big James Taylor fans, and um, yeah, it's funny. Like, I kind of grew up not wanting to listen to him because I was like, no, that's my dad's music and it's boring. But in the last couple of years, I've really, really come on to stuff, and it's just, it's just great. Like, you can't listen to James Taylor and still be in a bad mood if you started. <laughs> so yeah, James Taylor. That's a good shout. Fantastic. So that's Coin and James Taylor. Yep. Check them out. <laughs> two very different vibes. <laughs> <laughs> So aside from being uh, musicians and having eclectic little musical libraries on Spotify. Question um, about musicians. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are both Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Sarah, let's start with you. How, how did you become, uh, how did that start to happen for you? How did you become a Christian? Yeah. Um, I think like a lot of people in Northern Ireland, I was kind of raised in a Christian home um, and kind of grew up through stealing a phrase from Tim Mackey here but churchianity uh, which, which was you know I had a great upbringing and my parents were very faithful Christians and really helped to instill a lot of that in us whenever we were really young and I can't really remember a time when I didn't know who Jesus was Um, I feel like I kind of did the whole faith thing backwards because um, I kind of you know went through life through my early teens 
Um, teens were rough, fam. I had an emo phase. That's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Oh, story yeah, it's life. me sitting here in my floral skirt. Had a had a serious emo phase, but um, I kind of got to my late teens and started asking really big questions about faith and about God and the existence and the nature of God. Um, and then just kind of realized when I was like maybe 18, 19, that I was in like full-blown deconstruction mode. Mm. And that was really frightening. <laughs> um, and there was literally a time in, I'm going to say maybe like winter 2019, where I was on the phone to Catherine. And I just said to her on the phone, I was like, look, I have so many questions and there's so much of this that isn't adding up. Mm. I don't know if I believe this anymore. <laughs> Uh, which was very frightening um I think it's it's all kind of a a bit of a blur in a sense because I can't trace a point to where that started it's just you know I don't think anyone wakes up one day and they're like I'm going to question everything I've ever believed (laughs) (laughs) it just kind of happens and then you realize oh dear you know this is happening um but through it all and even like to the present day um I, you know, whilst I had these huge questions and not only am I a very deep thinker, I also tend to skew towards skepticism. That's like my mm-hmm. default position. I know that it is. Um, and that's, you know, something I'm working through, but I've just sort of continued to have this really, really deep seated conviction about Jesus and mm-hmm. the person of Jesus and who he is and, you know, who he was and well, yeah, who he is and continues to be, yeah. and, you know, what he's done and how that affects me. And like, I really pushed that doubt right to the edge to the point where like all logic and reason was telling me like I could just walk away from this. I think I said to Catherine and I was like, I feel like I'm kind of standing on this cliff edge mm-hmm. and I'm a wee bit worried that maybe the only reason I'm not stepping off it is because of course it would be terrifying to leave your entire belief system behind that you've grown up with. But throughout all of that, I just could not shake Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been a roundabout journey. But we're here. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so cool to hear that, you know, in the midst of doubt and questions and like serious, intense. Oh yeah. Doubt scary and questions. questions. Yeah. Deconstruction's really? very scary. Yeah. You know. But it's so encouraging to hear that in the midst yeah. of that, um, not only was the the character of Jesus so compelling that mm. you just couldn't shake it, yeah. um, but also you're walking with Jesus. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Through those questions yeah. and through those doubts. So yeah. that's really encouraging. I literally couldn't put it into words. Like I can't. I can't explain that. Like it's just bone deep. I was like, no, like I just can't, can't shake that. And when I say I can't, that means I tried. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. like yeah. Let's, yeah. let's be clear. That means that I tried. But um, yeah. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, that's really encouraging to hear. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna throw the same question over to you, Catherine. Um, how did things happen for you? How did Christian things start happening? Yeah. So I think as the podcast goes on, it'll become really obvious that we have a lot of the same starting points, and then have gone in like totally (laughs) different directions so I also grew up um, in a Christian home and would have gone to like church and all the sorts of things that you send your like four or five year old along to Um, Mm. but I remember like a specific date that I became a Christian and it was after a holiday bible club one summer I think I was eight or nine um, and I heard you know the sort of typical gospel message and came home that night and I remember getting into bed and thinking it was like really really late it was probably like 9 p.m you know I was I was quite little but I waited until like everyone had gone to bed and then I like prayed and asked um Jesus to come into my heart and to become a Christian I remember my um nanny was staying over that night um and I remember running in and telling her the next morning I was like guess what I did last night Uh. I became a Christian (laughs) you know um so I remember that sort of vividly but um obviously 
anyone who becomes a Christian quite young has quite like a, a childlike understanding of the things mm. of God at that age. So I guess my journey from then has been deepening my understanding um, of who Jesus is, the amazing person of Jesus, like the life that he led and um, the fact that he died to save us and to offer us redemption and then the fact that we are offered that new relationship with God and the significance of that and how important that is, how that should affect my daily life um, and like how that changes how I live. So I feel like that's been a more gradual process over the years and um, I've been very blessed to have input from a lot of really great places. Um, school SU was a big one for me and also um, the SU camp that I attended um, in the summer growing up, Kilburnie Girls Adventure Camp, um, one of the great passions of my life. Um, that was really influential as well and then I feel like in the last sort of few years it's been more finding my own feet in my faith and not being influenced by like the need to have like a big mountaintop moment with God and like understanding mm. how God maybe speaks to me or what specific ways like really work for me in my relationship with God and um, and like how God's leading me and um, we were talking about this recently actually and like something that I have found really helpful is to like look at things in my life and how God has kind of brought me through it and a very like logical step-by-step thing so I find great comfort in that to kind of know that um God has been there with me through a lot of things and hopefully I can carry that forward something I've always struggled with is like spiritual disciplines and getting really regular mm. habits so I think that's sort of where I've come to my faith now like I really like love being a Christian love having that sort of faith um and then it's just developing that for myself in a more adult way I guess so hopefully a continuing evolving process um, that I'm very lucky to to go on with with our amazing heavenly father mm, yeah yeah again like you're so right in saying like you guys had such a similar start to the story yeah. and it just sort <laughs> of veered off in different directions but yeah. um, what, what a blessing it is isn't it just to be raised in a home like that and, and oh, yeah. to, to have that Christian upbringing and, and know who Jesus is and um, so I'm really encouraged to hear that and um both stories are so uh, encouraging to me and hopefully um, to our listeners as well. Um, so you guys both serve on uh, praise teams at church. Um, Catherine, you play the drums, funky drummer. Funky drummer. Um, and Sarah, <laughs> you're um, bashing the keys most weeks, yeah. um, which is class. Um, so I think it'd be good to chat a wee bit about praise in church, uh, considering you know this is a four-week series on that. Um, <laughs> what, what is it about... Uh, I guess this is just like an opening question. What is it about praise really that um, that is important enough for you to give up sort of your Sunday evenings from like five o'clock and um, probably have like a really early dinner <laughs> and a really late supper? <laughs> uh, what, what is it that makes you sort of willing to do that? Why is it that important? Um, yeah, I think singing is one of the most instantly unifying things that we can do as humans. Mm. and um, kind of one of my biggest takeaways from my music degree um, has been that I'm constantly in awe of music as creation it's just shaky air <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's literally <laughs> yeah there we That's go the there's, the there's a quote <laughs> That's what it is. it is it's just shaky air like seriously it's just it's just vibrating air but you know the fact that it speaks so deep to our souls and I think you know no one would argue with the fact that there's something very clearly ethereal in a sense I think about singing and about music and when you're in a room of other Christians and in particular when it's your own church family and you all you know you've all come from different places and different courses and backgrounds and jobs and days and we all come together and we all take a deep breath and open our mouth and sing praise together um like what a 
brilliant picture of the unity of a church family and the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's yeah, that's maybe a bit of a funny answer. No, no, that's yeah. Fantastic. I think it's yeah. I think it's a really great and really unifying thing. Um, but yeah, there, there's there's something so unifying about um, singing at church on Sundays. Yeah, um, I've certainly felt that. Um, Catherine, have you felt that? Have you anything? Other, like other aspects of that to add to? Or? See, this is where Sarah starts to sort of outshine me with like that sort of wisdom <laughs> to it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, there is something so unifying about it. And it feels like the one time when a church family is always going to be really connected and brought together because, you know, you're lifting your voice up to sing praise to God and meeting all of these other ones. Um, mm. And I think that's really wonderful. I must say I sort of fell into being super involved in praise more from the music side of things. It was sort of like, a, oh, you're certainly you're good enough now as a drummer to be able to do that sort of thing. Mm. And I would say I probably fell in love with the beauty of it later. Um, mm. I probably went the reverse order that a lot of people do. But yeah, I think there's just something so special about singing really concrete truths about the gospel and about yeah. god in songs like all of my favorite worship songs i've sort of gone on a journey and all of my favorite worship songs are like older worship songs mm. now and things that just get it right because yeah. sometimes sermons can be like difficult to listen to if you're really tired or something or like big theological things i love chatting about and stuff but it's so good to just come back to like a song and to find like the truth of the gospel in that and to really then be able to proclaim that and it sing it your out to God. When you're singing it really does. Like yeah, I feel like praise is the great attention focuser um to God because if you are truly thinking about the words that you're singing, like what an amazing opportunity we have to be able to like come together and do that and direct yeah. all our focus to God in praise. Um especially when we get to do that together. Like that's when it's really magical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a real teaching element to singing as well. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. you, you sort of uh, you learn um, if you sing the right songs and you're, you're singing those songs that you're talking about that yep. with the, the real sort of concrete truths, um, you know, you, you, you learn the gospel, even like, yep. you know, Sunday school songs, Jesus loves me, this yeah. I know, yeah. um, that sticks with you yeah. um, probably more than uh, most sort of um, talks you hear at that age and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and they, it can be so useful in that way. And even just what you guys are touching on there, um, sort of singing to, um, there, there's almost a, a one another, like say, singing to one anotherness. Yeah. Um, about singing, um, yeah. you're you're reminding each other of these great truths. Um, it is a we're all in this together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can hear. Are we going to start singing high school musical again? This is the second time I've been on the podcast. And <laughs> both times, high school musicals. Oh, been sorry. <laughs> we can do Taylor Swift if that's easier. Uh, let's, let's go for it. Um, awesome. Um, can you guys like think of a time where um, sort of we're talking a little bit about that sort of one anotherness and, and singing to one another. Can you guys think of a time where you've maybe been encouraged by like hearing people sing uh, like during church or during like a, a praise time? Because um, I, I know I've been encouraged by that. I just I was just curious if you guys had. I can definitely think of one. Um, so I mentioned earlier on that I went to camp growing up a lot. And um, I got involved in leading the worship there my last year as a camper. And then ever since I've been a leader, I've been involved in the worship there. And that sort of worship, we're quite a small camp. There's typically only like 10 to 20 girls there, like 10 leaders. And that sort of worship has always made a really intimate setting. And personally, the one I remember um, was one of our last nights of camp. I can't remember if it was my first or second year as a leader, where we just kept singing 
mm-hmm. went through loads and loads and loads of songs. We did Be That My Vision. And I just remember that being really special. And it was just, you could hear all the voices mm-hmm. just really joining together. And everyone was quite emotional, but not in a sort of like, like worship can get a wee bit manipulative with your emotions, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, sometimes worship is like set up in a way to like evoke emotions for me, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. that. It was very organic and um, mm-hmm. just people being emotional about like what God had done for us and like responding to the talk that we had so definitely times of camp worship have been times that have really stuck out to me as just incredibly special experiences where we were all coming together and Mm. praising God and like responding to like the goodness that he had had for us and in the week of camp so yeah those are some of my favorite times of worship very very fond memories you know yeah so like yeah that's really encouraging um and Praise is great. <laughs> Excellent. Um, let me let me ask you this: um, When you're involved in leading praise, I think there are certain things that that come with that, like um, you know, maybe different temptations to sin that um, you wouldn't get otherwise. Um, would you guys mind talking just a little bit about that? Like, what are maybe some of the things that you struggle with? Um, I know I certainly struggle with things. Um, and I'm sure you guys have found uh, similar things as well. So I'd love to hear from you. I'll go first. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. I have a really specific example um, mm-hmm. because it happened in the not too recent past. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got involved with worship here at Uni Church and Welcome Team at the exact same time, pretty mm-hmm. much within two weeks of each other. Um, and I think this is where I realized that I maybe had a problem of thinking that like, praise team was like the be all and end all of serving Mm -hmm. and like the most like desirable way to serve and I think that came from me like whenever from about the age of 16 all the way to when I sort of left my home church when I started university I was on like the drums every single Sunday morning and I was doing it at SU every single week so I think it had really become like a way of life for me nearly to like constantly be Mm -hmm. on on praise and I think I probably accidentally built that into something bigger than it should be. You know, like praise should be about us coming and praising God and all the focus on God. But I think I kind of accepted that as like my thing and my role. And I was struggling with where I fitted in at my home church at the time. And I think I was like, okay, as long as I'm playing the drums, it's all okay. Um, and then coming to uni church, um, you just start off as being a member of the congregation, which was so refreshing and something that I really, really needed. And then the opportunity came along to get involved in praise sort of as we were coming out of the lockdown sort of, I don't know, like September, October time last year. Um, And I was like, oh yeah, well this is like, has always been a big part of my identity. That'll be great to get back. And I also joined a welcome team because I wanted to get to know people in the church more. And I signed up, I was on welcome team for the Sunday evening and I got a text midweek being like, do you want to play the drums? And Mm. I had to respond, no, I'm already on welcome this week. Mm. I can't do that. Yeah. And that was really hard for me. I found it really hard. At the exact same time, this is this sounds really, is it okay if I tell this oh, story? Oh yeah, go okay. ahead. Um, so yeah, at the yeah. same time, Sarah had been asked to join worship, mm-hmm. and I think the week that I said no was the week that you maybe did it for the first yeah. time, uh-huh. and the jealousy that went wow. through me was something something shocking. It was really really bad, and there was a good few days where I was like in like a really bad mood about it, and mm-hmm. um, and then. I feel like Jesus essentially went to me, catch yourself on, stop vibe check. That's how I described it. I said that um, the Holy Spirit vibe checked me, (laughs) (laughs) which is essentially what happened. Um, And I think that was when I really realized that like worship is such an important part of the service. And like for all the reasons that we've talked about it being a really important part of a way to serve. 
Um, but it's it's a good way to serve because it's so focused on God mm-hmm. and it's actually not about me or wanting to have like a place in a band or feeling like that's my like way to serve. And actually once I started Welcome, I know I love Welcome, like um yeah. and I really came to that conclusion that like that was something that I'm really glad I've gotten involved in and I really love like having a chat to people and that's another big aspect of my personality. Um, and the fact that I'm getting to um use that in like welcoming people into church and getting them seated um has really shown me that like no version of service is any less and that worship isn't more just because you're like up at the front or it's like a bigger time Mm. commitment that was probably a bit long-winded though no that's incredible thank you so much for sharing that that's really yeah helpful well it's been wonderful to have you and it's been wonderful to have both of you on the on the team honestly i've been encouraged by um just the the humility with which uh, you and the rest of uh, the, the praise team lead. Um, I think, um, you know, I've, I've been on a lot of uh, praise teams and the one word that just characterizes this one is humility. Um, mm. And you guys are part of that. So um, I'm, uh, I'm encouraged by that. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that. Aww, um, thanks, Maddie. So, good job. <laughs> thanks, Maddie. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we've chatted for... Um, a long time. Okay, there's no time, but uh, probably a while. Um, it's been great to have you guys on the podcast. Uh, great to um, thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, and it's been a really encouraging time. So thank you. Um, we'll see you next week on the Let's Talk Church podcast. Uh, do you guys want to say cheerio? Bye. 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 Uh, and we'll see you next week. God bless.